dads. Hello, welcome to Dad Talks, where we get to listen to two dads talk. I'm your co-host, Jared Schmansky, and with me, as always, my co-dad in crime. Actually, no. It's co-dad in cheer today. Aww. Joe That's Lopez. Cute. Joe, what are you drinking on this on this festive oh. festive holiday? On this festive holiday, I have honey lavender calming tea. Very nice. Very nice. You've been on a tea kick, and I got kind of a stuffy nose, and I ate four slices, half of a pizza for dinner, Ooh. and I was like, I can't cram Ooh. anything heavy in my body. I love that. I love that, though. I'm going to have this tea. I want to it's do- a yogi tea, Ooh. and they have these quotes on every tea bag. It's like a fortune cookie, but for your tea. Yeah. And What's this one say? says, travel, travel in grace, knowing that you are protected by love. Well, that's kind of nice. Yeah. You feel protected so. by love? Sometimes I, I feel, f- so sometimes I feel <laughs> attacked because of my love, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like people are out to get me because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you got? I have a Guinness chocolate mint stout. Oh. Yeah. Um. I was very excited about this. Uh, so I love Guinness. Like, yeah, let's start there. If you like Guinness is probably a beer that I drink most often. I just love it. Um, and when I, they put this on their Instagram and I have come out, been a well-known mint guy. I like mint. I like yeah. Mint and a lot of things. So like mint chocolate Guinness, sign me up all the way in. Uh, here's the one problem. <laughs> They're bourbon barrel aged because for oh. some reason, everything has to be bourbon barrel aged now. Yeah. And I don't love bourbon barrel aged anything like yeah. I like bourbon and I like beer. Right. But don't put my beer in bourbon. Like keep those two things separate. Huh. OK, so it's got that bourbon kick to it, Yeah, like an alcohol kick to it. And I don't yeah. Love it. I don't love it. That's sad. It's I mean, it's good. Right, I'm still drinking it. Obviously, it's, I'm not gonna just pour yeah. it out. But it's not as good as it could have been if they just made the mint chocolate chips out. Right. Right. I uh, I like Guinness. I feel like it's a little thin. At least the stuff that we have here. For sure. Like it's definitely not a heavy stout. It is a light, light, light stout. It's not as heavy uh, overseas either. Really? Yeah. Um, I've been to the top of the Guinness brewery. It's pretty cool. It's pretty dope mm-hmm. up there. Um, I have a certificate. I am certified to pour Guinness. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's not. Uh, it's not that different. Everyone is always like, "Oh, right. the Guinness over there." So no, it's not. It's not that different. <laughs> well, although if you get bottles over here, it's not as good. You got to get the can really? with, the, with the nitro ball in it. Right. Um, I do love a good mint stout. Uh, I'm sad that that one isn't up to your your standards and what you were hoping for. You know, when we talked about how like I have gradually walked away from like drinking a lot to just drinking like good, what I want. Yeah. The one downside is this part of it, right? Where it's like, I don't love this beer, but I'm right. I don't like, it's one of the only beers in my fridge, right? So if I get a craving for a beer, I have to drink this beer. So, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. Totally. Bef- before we jump in, I like so I w- last Friday, I don't know. I had a really long week last week. So I was like, all right, Jordan 
Josh are coming over. I'm going to make grab stuff for like a couple drinks. Like sure. I want to make some good drinks. And I was like, specifically, I want drinks with egg whites in them so that Why? they get frothy. Have you ever had a drink with an egg white in it? Like a cocktail with an egg white in yeah, it? Yeah, they've, um, what's the, the bourbon drink that has the. There's like an old fashioned, I, I think. Is it old? old no. Not the old fashioned. Uh, whiskey sour. Whiskey sours. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. Yeah. The whiskey sour. We, we used to have a yeah. place in Kansas City that made like all the way up whiskey sours that were like they they blended the the egg white in it every time so yeah so that's what i made i made whiskey sours and i got stuff to make gin fizzes both have egg whites in them hmm. and i got a fifth of each and i was like this is gonna sit on my shelf for two years yeah i was like my god why did i do this that i have a half gallon of vodka from a party four years ago <laughs> and it's just sitting there what what am I gonna do with it? Yeah, like, I I mean I love gin and I love bourbon, but I definitely don't drink them as often as I did like in 2020 or early 2021. Uh, so it's not gonna be uh, gone fast. It's gonna be sitting there. It's gonna yeah. age. I have noticed in this as this has turned into our story about how we've slowly stopped drinking. <laughs> Um, we talked about tea. I've been drinking a lot of tea recently and I have noticed like it's a perfect comfort drink, right? Tea? Tea. It's a perfect comfort drink, right? You feel it is. There's no, like you don't get drunk off one beer, but you do get like, I get stuffy after a beer, right? Like my nose starts to get a little stuffy. Like, um, that's just, I'm a stuffy guy in general. Like that's, I've always been that way. Uh, so like I get a little stuffy, I'll wake up a little bit stuffy the next morning, even after just one beer. Don't get that with tea. Can drink two, three cups and not feel guilty, right? Like no, yeah. no big deal. I might, I might drink another one. See how relaxed I can get. Hey, all the way in. <laughs> Although watch out, too much chamomile, you'll be dreaming about it. I know. I'm gonna drink three of these and then go watch Yellow Submarine and see what happens. Hey, that's not what you're supposed to do before you watch Yellow Submarine, Joe. Uh, Jared, why don't you uh, tell me some stuff? Joe, I'm going to teach you something. Teach me. I'm going to teach you the spirit of Christmas. The what? The spirit of Christmas. The spirit of Christmas. No, not the, the spirit the of Halloween. His, the history of Christmas. Um, oh, the I'm history. Oh, uh, my goodness. Okay. So... I debated, and I'll lay this out up front. I'm not going to, but I debated reading the Christmas Carol on here. Oh, really? Like the The whole thing, the Christmas story. And I was like, that could be a great dad talk, but just reading it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not. And obviously this is our last one before Christmas. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with this one, but I was surprised, and hopefully we get to it at the end, but I was surprised at how important that's, that poem is. Okay. So if you haven't, though, go to Planet Ant's social medias. Uh, they've posted a video where Joe and I have helped record their rendition of... Uh, um, it was... Uh, great. I don't even remember. <laughs> great. We're it's, really good at this. It's awesome. Go watch it. 
Uh, all right. Well, without further ado, Joe, let's get into the history of Christmas. Yeah. And I'm going to start uh, every, just like I start every dad talk. I want you to tell me how much Christmas history do you know? Oh boy. Okay. Um, You're a Halloween man. So I'm not, my I'm expectations are not man. too high. So I would say, you know, I know the real basics. I know it's, I feel like it's very German influenced or mm-hmm. am I making that up? I don't know. Um, just the whole Kris Kringle, Santa Claus, uh, Krampus, you know, that whole thing. Sure. Well, I'm not going to talk um, about Krampus. Well, then why am I here? That's a fair point. So Joe, um, no, but very European based, you know, very sure. European influence. Kind of it. Uh, there's a tree. Well, we have a tree here in the U.S. Sometimes there's a topper on it. Sure. And every there's a certain culture that hides a pickle on it. Do they hide pickles on it? I think it's uh, Polish. I could be very wrong about that. But um, you can buy a Christmas pickle and you hide it. And if you find the Christmas pickle on the tree, you get a special present. Joe, we have a, cr- a pickle ornament, and I don't know who gave it to us, and I feel like that's the tradition they were going for when they gave us that, and I just right over my head had no idea. Yeah, so that's, I, that's about all I got. So anything <laughs> more than that, you're going to learn me something. Well, good. So, Joe, we're going to start at the beginning. Okay. So a lot of times, and especially in the United States, Christmas is based around religion, right? Um, right. It's a big big part of the fact that like this is when Christians celebrate that Jesus was born and it's a whole big Christian holiday and things like that. Um, and a lot of times that's been true, like throughout, throughout, uh, cultures, right. Is, is it's the religious holiday and it's kind of grown from there. Um, yeah, but it actually started as a pagan holiday. As many do. And multiple pagan holidays. Okay. Uh, so the it actually falls on the winter equinox. Um, not every year because I don't think that's the same day every year, like in the in our, right. the way we have our calendar set up. Um, but back then it was every year on the winter equinox. Uh, they celebrated the the shortest day of the year and the bright days to come and things like that. Um, and so in Scandinavia, they celebrated something called Yule. Starts okay. on December 21st, uh, which is the yesterday. winter solstice. Yep. So that was yesterday. It's the winter solstice. And it runs through January. Uh, and what they would do is they would bring home the largest log they could find. And they would light it on fire. And then they would <gasps> just feast until the fire burnt out. And like it, a Yule log. And like a Yule log. There you go, Joe. I'm proud of you for putting that together. Uh, and the Norse... Uh, it sometimes these could take up to like 12 days of burning. Um, and it's actually very funny every year in a, in a, um, in a city in Sweden, they put up a goat. Okay. And this goat's made of wood and every year somebody burns it down. <laughs> it is illegal. I don't know how this keeps happening. They every year try and stop it. And every year somebody finds a way to burn down this <laughs> Yule goat and it burnt down already this funny. year. I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> So it's fantastic. So uh, these burnings would take up to to 12 days long, and they would feast all 12 days. 
Uh, and they believe that every spark from the fire represented a new pig or calf that would be born during the following year. So that was pretty nice. And it's a, for them, it was a perfect time of celebration because, um, sorry, this is a little graphic, but this was the perfect time to slaughter all their, their animals. So they didn't have to feed them for all of winter. Right. Yeah. Um, so it would be their first, like the first time they gotten fresh meat in a long time. Uh, the most wine and beer were made during the summertime and needed time to ferment. And then it would be fermented by Christmas time. Right. So all their beer and wine would be ready. Um, in, so this was just a really big, big feasting time for them. So if we go down a little bit South of there, Germany did something very similar to this. So you said, you know, your, your level was, was European. Um, yeah. Well, in Germany, they honored the pagan God Odin, but spelled with an E and an I. So right. very similar, but different. Right. So like copy my homework, but make it a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and, but the difference is the Germans were terrified of Odin because they believe he made nocturnal flights through the sky to observe his people and then decide who would prosper or perish because so basically <laughs> like there's uh, every Christmas, there was a dude that flew through the sky and instead of saying naughty and ice, like you get to live, you get to die. Right. That's it. That's funny. Uh, and because of his presence, most people stayed inside in Germany. Right. So if we keep moving even further South, uh, Rome and Italy and the Holy Roman Empire and everything like that, right? They, uh, having like mild winters and things like that, um, they basically created a holiday called Saturnalia, okay, based off their god Saturn. Um, and it was the full week leading up to the winter solstice and then another month after. So they're like five oh, straight wow. weeks of celebration, which is crazy. Um, yeah. But the crazy thing about theirs is uh they would let all of their slaves be free for a month huh yeah i don't know why that was the celebration but every year for christmas and it's a little fucked up i mean i it's a little <laughs> fucked up yeah like you knew yeah. like every How kind of them like hey we're gonna be friends and like everybody's equal but only one month out of the out of the year only for a month yeah oh that's weird um and businesses and schools were closed and everybody participated in and and holiday in the like festive holidays and stuff like that um and they also um they around then had a bunch of different because they had like what like 50 gods or something like that like 30 gods they had different feasts for their different gods around there so like uh juvenalia is one um honoring the children of rome and then on december 25th they celebrated the birthday of Mithra, the god of the unconquerable sun. So uh huh. very, very different than uh than ours yeah. now. But really just based all around, you know, their their pagan holidays and stuff like that. So let's switch over and, and understand how Christmas became Christmas and why right. it's around the same time. So in the Bible, it does not say when when Jesus was born. In fact, a lot of science point to the fact that it was in the spring. Like why would shepherds be herding their flocks in dead of winter? (laughs) That doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, (laughs) But the early, like the early Kings, Pope Julius, the first said, Oh, we want people to celebrate this, right? Like this time, because before then it was just Easter. Easter was the only thing that, that Christian celebrated. And then around the, uh, 
around like 400 AD, um, it was kind of widespread that that oh we're gonna celebrate this on this on the winter solstice, December 25th, right? The pagan right. holiday to basically steal it. The whole goal was like we want people to celebrate this, and they're only celebrating their pagan holidays. So don't celebrate that stuff. No, no, right? Come celebrate our stuff. Okay. And that's uh, and that's how it landed on December 25th. Interesting. Um, it hit Egypt by the by 400s. Okay. Okay. But it didn't make it its way to England until the 700s. So pretty big gotcha. gap there. Um. Basically, the by the Middle Ages, Christianity had almost replaced all the pagan stuff. So people had started to forget that the pagan holidays even were were a thing, right? It was just Christmas, right? Um, and but during the Middle Ages, Christmas was a little bit different. They would every year they would elect somebody called the Lord of Misrule, and this was a poor person or a student, um, huh. and basically what they would do is the poor people would go to the houses of the rich and demand food and drink. <laughs> and the rich people would comply. They would be like, yeah, come on okay. in and have food and drink. And if they didn't, the poor people would terrorize them. And all of this wow. was normal. All of this was normal. It was like their way. Yeah. Of, it was like the rich people paying their like debt to society, right? For, for the poor people. Uh, Cause they make well, more money than the poor people. We could learn a thing or two. Hey, I'm telling you. I, that this this part was the the most fun for me because I was like, could you imagine? It's basically like a teenager gets to go out and demand food and drink from people, right? And if you don't comply, we're gonna TP your house. That's funny. That's I love hilarious. that. Yeah, that's great. But like all things, had to come to an end. Of course, Joe. In the 17th century, Christmas was canceled. <gasps> It was canceled. The Grinch. No, Oliver Cromwell. Oh, I don't know who that is. But. Uh, so Oliver Cromwell uh, was the driver of the Puritan Christians in England. Okay. Okay. Uh, he took over in England in 1645. So uh, this is a pretty big gap between like the Middle Ages and 1645, right? So like right. these traditions were pretty long stood, but the Puritans didn't believe that Christmas should be celebrated. Huh. Yeah. Very. They they said that uh, Christmas was just too rowdy. Didn't reflect like the 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 views of Christ and everything like that. <laughs> like basically just hey, nope, can't do it. Can only sell you know like only celebrate Christ's teachings, not whatever this right. is, whatever this ragtag thing is that you guys have created. Uh so they they basically they took over England, said no more Christmas, and then. Um, they were overthrown, of course, because everybody loves Christmas. And this article right. makes it seem like they were overthrown because of Christmas. And I would like to believe that. Yeah, it was a Christmas miracle. It was a Christmas miracle that the people that weren't letting people have Christmas were overthrown by the people that did want you to have Christmas. Sounds like a Hallmark movie. Damn it, Joe, it does. <laughs> it's also the plot that of Footloose. <laughs> You really think about it? <laughs> Kevin Bacon went back in time. Maybe maybe Kevin Bacon is Oliver Cromwell. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, so 
the funny thing about the Puritans is, if you know a little bit of history, the Puritans are the pilgrims that came to right. America and landed on Plymouth Rock. So, Plymouth Rock outlawed Christmas. America didn't have Christmas. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, from 1659 to 1681, it was actually outlawed in the city of Boston. Wow. Yeah. Weird. So, you know, when people say there's a war on Christmas now, they should they should look back. Yeah. 1659, it was done. It was over. It was. It was all. It was. It was over. It was gone. But of course, not all the settlers here were were Puritans and Pilgrims. So like the Jamestown settlement was uh, huge on Christmas. Big big on Christmas. So. You know, a yeah. little, little contrast there. Um, and then, interesting enough, Christmas was seen as an English thing. So after the American Revolution, people didn't really celebrate Christmas because it was seen as really? English. Yeah, they didn't want huh. they didn't want like an English tradition, so they didn't right. really celebrate English or they didn't really celebrate Christmas. Uh, in fact, it wasn't actually declared 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 a national holiday until June twenty sixth, eighteen seventy. Really? Yeah, a little over 100 years ago. I guess we're coming up on wow. 150 years. 150? Ago. Damn. Yeah. But still, for, for you know, as big as Christmas is in our society yeah. right now, to think that, like, 150 years ago was nothing, that's pretty crazy. Right. Uh, it wasn't until the 19th century that people started to embrace Christmas. Uh, and, of course, Americans redid it their own way. Of course. Macy's came out. Coca-Cola. <laughs> All their own thing. Apple pie, turkey, did their own yeah. way. <laughs> the thing that actually invigorated people back into Christmas in America was English author Charles Dickens created A Christmas Girl. Right. Funny enough, uh, the story's message of like, through charity and goodwill, Christmas is happy again, like resonated with Americans. They were like, wow, this is, this is awesome. We should celebrate Christmas. Uh, and it really like kickstarted this whole thing. And what cemented it was, uh, it basically like endeared people towards Christmas, the Christmas Carol, um, and said, you know, we can make this our own things like that. And that brings me to your favorite gift giver that you mentioned at the beginning of, of the podcast, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. I was thinking, who did I talk about? I said, I mentioned the Grinch Macy's, but it's Santa Claus. Well, Macy's is Not Santa Claus, right? Right. So the legend of Santa Claus you said was German, right? Yes. That's wrong, Joe. How could you say something Dang so it. wrong in this podcast? Ah, uh, no, can't believe it. Dang it. Santa Claus is Turkish. Really? Yeah. So uh dates back to a monk born in Turkey in 280 AD. 280. That's, that's old. Yeah. That's a long time ago. A long time. Um, so he was called Saint Nicholas. Um, mm -hmm. this monk was because he would travel the country. He gave he was a rich man who gave up all of his wealth and traveled the countryside and gave out um, poor, he gave out food and, and gifts to poor and sick people, uh, and became the protector of children and sailors. Funny huh. enough, I don't know why sailors, but um, yeah, so Saint Nicholas popped up in America when the 
Dutch families in New York, who obviously New York was blowing up and immigrating uh, with immigrants and things like that. Dutch families in New York were celebrating St. Nicholas around that time, right? Uh, so they would call him St. Nicholas, which is Dutch for St. Nicholas, or Sinterklaas. Huh. Turned into Santa Claus. Wow. And from then, what really cemented it was um, this Episcopal minister, Clement Clark Moore, wrote a Christmas poem called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas, which more popularly known by today's first line, it was the night before Christmas. <gasps> that was the poem we read. Yes. That's <laughs> for Planet Ant. <laughs> I had to make it all the way down here, but uh, so... Twas the Night Before Christmas was really what cemented uh, Santa Claus in the United States and what made him what he is today. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was his like red costume with a big jolly beard was actually uh, American of, uh, as it is, um, was because that's how they made the toys out of him. They made toys right. like that, that looked like that. And that's what everyone was like. Oh, OK, that's what Santa Claus looks like. Yeah, definitely. Because he does look like that. Because he does look like that. Yeah. Up at the North Pole. How about some Christmas facts, Joe? Let's go. How many Christmas trees do you think are sold every year in America? Oh, man. 13 million. 30 to 35 million. Wow. That's a lot of trees. That's yeah. like a whole forest. That's like a whole forest. <laughs> Just gone. That's a lot of killing trees, too, if we really think about it. Yeah. We got we to gotta come yeah. up with something better than that. Uh, we do. They, so I, I brought this up, but it makes a special note of this. Um, they likened Christmas to Mardi Gras. The Middle, Age, the Middle Ages, Christmas was like Mardi Gras is what they said. <laughs> That's great. Christmas should be like Mardi I Gras. I agree. I don't know why it's not. I think yeah, be much that better. would be one hell of a celebration a whole week. What year do you think the first eggnog was consumed? Who? what's eggnog made out of? Do you know? I think it's just eggs and milk. Is it? I believe so. Uh, that seems super simple. Uh, Nine hundred and twenty-three A.D. Oh wow! You went way back. I'm proud of you. No, sixteen oh seven. Uh, right here in sixteen oh seven. Yeah, right here in America. Um, Dang. In, in the Jamestown settlement that we talked about earlier. And somebody was just like, "I'm gonna take this milk. I'm gonna take these eggs and just toss them together." I guess I, I don't know. Uh, I had some oat nog the other day at our friend Drew and Kara's, and while we blew my mind. Wow. We're it oat milk drinkers so in this house, so I feel like that would be right up our alley. Trader Joe's oat nog. Oat nog, it's all right. Like thick, creamy, sweet. We're going tomorrow, so I'll pick some up. Yeah. Sounds delicious. It's delightful. Do you know where Rudolph came from, Joe? Um, that 1960s claymation movie. You are incorrect. It was an advertisement for the Montgomery Ward department store. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. They wrote like a poem um or the story 
about Rudolph for as an advertisement to get kids into their store because they were having trouble getting um, children and their parents into their department store. So it was uh, in 1939 really? they made uh, they made an advertisement and it was Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and it was That's it had cool. like three different names beforehand and none of them stuck until Rudolph. Till Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right, last one. All you right. mentioned the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree in America. You think of the one in the New York, Christmas right? Tree. Yeah. What year do you think it started? Knowing that in the, in the United States, Christmas was big in like 1870. Yeah. When was the Great Depression? The f- 30s. The 30s? World War II was in the 40s. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 1948. Damn, Joe, that was that's pretty good. 1931, construction workers ah, actually started dang. Construction workers put up a put up a tree in Rockefeller Center. And really? that's where the tradition started. Interesting. Um, wow, that's way sooner than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. I am not surprised, but was a little bit disappointed to hear how much of Christmas comes from commercialization. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like It does, right? But I tell you what, it's... There's just something when you see those advertising, like it those commercials, when you hear the jingles, when like the people start busting out or manufacturers start busting out like holiday packs, mm-hmm. like it, there is a feeling in the air. And, you know, I feel like I haven't felt it in a while. I've just been like nonstop busy the last few years with a two year old. Right. Oh, yeah. It's just a little bit chaotic. This is a perfect time well, to ask you this question because it snuck up on me, too. Did Christmas sneak up on you this year? Absolutely. Like, Christmas is in three days, four days, three days. Three days. And we haven't watched a single Christmas movie. Oh, we've, we, we've been watching Christmas movies since June, though, so it's different for yeah, us. Yeah, like, you know, Cora doesn't like to watch Christmas movies. Because uh, you got her addicted to Halloween movies, Joe. Right, exactly. Um, but also, I think with COVID... You know, mm-hmm. it we haven't like gone part part of Christmas to me is just like walking around a mall. Yeah. Like you know, I just was just thinking that too. Shops. Going um, and, going out and seeing like the Christmas lights and going out and doing yeah. like things and we just don't go out really anymore. Yeah. DMU COVID. I know it. Uh so it definitely stuck up on me. I, I don't feel super jolly, which kind of bums me out. I want to. You gotta get a bowl full of jelly, <laughs> and just eat it. Just eat the bowl full of jelly, Joe. But uh, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm. It's weird that it's here. I think what's more weird to me is we're base, we're done with 2021. Yeah, on to 2022. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's COVID so much part three. From COVID part three. <laughs> Still here. Um, no, but definitely the whole commercialization of Christmas. It, it, that is wild that so much comes from that. But You hit the, what, you I mean, hit the nail right about. on the head, though. When I think of Christmas, I kind of think commercialization. 
right? Yeah. Walking around a mall, going into stores and hearing the music and like looking at all the stuff and thinking about all the presents you're going to buy people and like think of that yeah. kind of stuff. And like just seeing what Santa's going to bring kids mm-hmm. and what the kids want from Santa and listening to like growing up, listening to my nieces and nephews talk about what they want from Santa and things like that. Uh, it's always fun. I, I am excited for Cora to start to experience it and start to understand what Christmas is. Are you guys at the point where she will like run out on Christmas morning and be like, wow, presents? I don't think so because we've had presents by our tree um, for a couple weeks now and she mm-hmm. hasn't like done anything with it. Um, I think once we start going into them on Christmas morning, she might. Uh, but I think next year for sure. Yeah. She she does understand Christmas. Like she understands the idea of Christmas because there's a Trolls Christmas on Hulu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she asks for a Trolls Christmas. So she knows like it's about Christmas. I just don't know if she understands the concept of Christmas. You should show her Die Hard, really get her confused about the concept of Christmas. <laughs> Which I believe your mother commented on our photo and said it is a Christmas movie. My mom knows. My mom knows that it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> I think she said it is a Christmas movie. No way. Did my mother yeah. did my mother betray us, Joe? She betrayed you. It's a we thing. It's a we thing. Okay, it's a me thing. Yeah. But uh but yeah, the history of Christmas. What a what a world. What a time. You know what we didn't do this year that we did last year? It was like a whole episode of like, what are your Christmas traditions and what do you do around Christmas? Yeah. Let's do let's do five minutes of it. What okay. what are you what do you want your Christmas traditions to be? Because we're so early in our parenting and, and stuff like that. We don't have all that set up yet, right? And it can be whatever we want. Yeah. What do you guys want yours to be? So now um it's definitely wake up Christmas morning in our house and have us as a family do Christmas. Um, my mom has Christmas off this year. She works every other Christmas, mm-hmm. so she's going to be coming over and having lunch. So I think that that's part of what's going to stay with us is lunch with my mom if she can make it. Awesome. Um, and then on Christmas Eve, the Lopez family typically makes tamales. Um, they didn't. Maybe some did last year because yeah. of the pandemic but not everybody did but they're doing it again this year so i think we're going out on christmas eve um to do that and christmas eve we'll also do christmas with kayla's parents oh right so i think those are kind of the the big three ones is like christmas eve make tamales go to kayla's family do christmas and then christmas morning wake up have our own chill relaxed morning mm-hmm. and then an easy lunch with my mom um and then going out to the lopez side for christmas that night um that's kind of it. Just pretty chill. Uh, what about you? Yeah. So for us, big at home people, I think that's the, the yeah. biggest thing. It's like, I just, I want, I want the, my kids to have that feeling of like, when they imagine a happy Christmas, they imagine it around our tree at our house. Right. Um. So, that Christmas morning is going to be all about that. I'll focus on that. We're going to, um, let me start Christmas Eve. We, uh, we spent it with Katie's extended family. So her aunt does Christmas Eve. So we're going to go do Christmas Eve at her aunt's house for a little bit. 
um they do it a little bit later they start at like four o'clock uh and obviously okay. ben goes to bed at like six so we're not gonna be there yeah. for very long um but uh we'll go over there for a little bit and then um but christmas morning we're gonna wake up go downstairs open our presents and our stockings here then we're gonna pack up go to katie's mom's house and do like katie's sister and her family um katie and our family and then katie's parents and all exchange gifts there just for a little bit uh and then come home and then i'm actually cooking christmas dinner this year oh Uh, dang i bought prime rib today it's gonna be delicious okay um only only katie's parents are coming over this year because uh that's the everybody else has plans right um but right um hopefully that beca- this becomes a thing like i I could become the christmas chef you know what i'm saying there you go um, yeah what are you making katie she's going to have cheesy potatoes <laughs> everything else is for katie i will say like no you know we're gonna make cheese potatoes yeah. salad um her dad's bringing over shrimp that's like his favorite appetizers like shrimp and cocktail really? sauce yeah he like loves it, so he brings over like a mountain of it every year. It's delicious, um, and cheese trays and things like that. Like, uh, I'll be honest, between our family and Katie's parents, we're gonna have like enough food for like fifty people, and there's four yeah. of us that are five of us that are gonna right. eat. So it'll be great. Good. Well, that's awesome. I I can't believe it's here. I can't either. Uh, it's it's so wild. Uh that we're winding down 2021 what a year it's been what a year uh we'll have to do maybe a 2021 recap next week i think i like that a lot i think i like that a lot joe how where'd the year go that's what we'll call it (laughs) all right well let's let these uh, people go yeah until then um thank you all again so much for listening we really appreciate it we hope that you have had the happiest of holidays whatever holiday you're celebrating, Mm -hmm. um, merry, whatever, happy, everything, and a joyful year to everybody. Um, we did it. We're here. The holidays are here and, you know, just thank you all so much. We appreciate you all. Um, and thanks to Planet Ant for having us on the podcast network. Absolutely. And if you haven't yet, go follow us on our social medias. We're at big dad energy pod on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook at big dad energy. And, uh, Hey Joe, happy Christmas, Joe. Happy Christmas, Ron. (laughs) love it yeah and uh don't go spending all that knowledge in one place